welcome, Utah fans. This is the Utah Football Fans Podcast. I am Bryn Whitchurch with Gary Axsmith and James Russin. And oh, I wish we were coming to you under better circumstances this week, but... Indeed. Here we are. We are not. Um, we are going to use this as a therapy session for all of us. Um, Hopefully for you. For you as well. I hope that this is therapeutic. Let's get it all out. Yeah. Let's have a good cry. I've already done that. I did do that on Saturday, and then we'll move on. So, <laughs> I guess we do need to talk about yeah. the game. So, Gary, why don't you give us your thoughts? Hey, Ute fans. <laughs> Gary here. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I'm not going to sugarcoat it um, at all. Yeah, I, like everybody, true fans, very sad. Very disappointed, depressed, mm -hmm. grieving, mm -hmm. all of that stuff. Um, so it's bad, but, but what a great season. Yes. Okay. What a fantastic season we experienced. You can't, this one game is not going to change it for me in that regard. What an excellent season. And, as I've thought about it, I want to thank the players and I want to thank the coaches for a great season of all the success that we've had. I mean, it's been fun. How, how many weeks in a row have we sat at these microphones and used the word dominated, which we did? Um, you know, Rice Eccles has been rocking. I think we won eight in a row or something like that. Or Anyway, I... It's been a great, great, great season. I'm not going to let this downer cloud my mind completely. Uh, not only for the Pac-12, but you have to look at the national attention which we have received because of this season. So I'm, I think it's been great. Now, I'm going to say this. Fans can be fans however they want to be. I'm not going to tell anyone how to be a fan and how they want to react, but I have no respect for the haters that I've seen on Facebook and Twitter after this game. I have zero, zero, zero respect for some of these pathetic losers, and I'm sorry. Uh, no respect for some of these people attacking our players, no. attacking our coaches, disgraceful. Um, did we play well on Friday night? No, we did not. It wasn't a good game for us. That's, we, all, we all recognize that. But anyone who's played sports, and some of these losers that were criticizing the coaches and uh, the players, now, maybe some of these losers have never played sports, so they ought to shut their mouths up. That's, I'll just say that right <laughs> Probably there. Probably most of them. But what I will say is this. Everyone that's played a sport, whether it's individual or as a team, that sometimes they're just those days. They just, and you can be a good player in, a, in, a, in an individual sport, or you can be a good team. Some days it doesn't, it doesn't come together. It does not happen. I mean, if, if we all had the answer, it, you, you would never have bad days. 
But I've been on some teams, particularly basketball teams, that were pretty good. Um, and we just had those days where no one could hit a shot. It didn't matter what the coach said, and on and on and on. It wasn't clicking. It did not happen, and we got beat. Um, I've played enough tennis in my life, which I felt like I had some skill at it. But there were those days where you hit it in the fence, you hit it into the net, and it didn't matter. You could concentrate, and it wasn't there. You just ha- we just have to realize it was one of those days. And I think anyone who's played sports needs to back up and recognize it. It's sad it happened on that day, and that's not diminishing from Oregon because they're a freaking good team. But it wasn't our day. Um, so, again, for me, though, it was just a, a, a wonderful, wonderful season, successful season. And so the question I've been asking myself is, would I rather be the Zubies and their season? <laughs> would I rather be UCLA? No. Would I rather be Arizona State? Would I rather be Ole Miss or South Carolina? And go down the list of hundreds of other college teams. And hell no. I would not want to be any of them for what we've experienced this year. Think about it. Until a few days ago, number five in the country, number five of all college football teams, we got to number five. Number five. And we were on the edge of the college football playoff or the Rose Bowl. Um, Okay, it fell short. Things happened. But it cannot diminish, and we can't overlook, what we've had this year, how much fun that has been. And that's what I choose to look at. And so I simply, I thank the football team and I thank the coaches for a great season, 11 and two. I hope we go 12 and two. And, and for those, for the time, the expertise of the coaches, but for the skill of the players, think of these great seniors we've been able to watch play this year, as well as the other players. But we've seen these young men develop, mature, come together, have a fantastic season, do so much good. I'm not going to let this one game taint and diminish the successes of these young men. I'm proud of them. I'm proud to be a Ute. I wish it would have gone otherwise. It didn't. I'll just say this. I think it's been a fantastic season. That's all I got to say on that. I um, just what you know, you're going over all those things. And I'm going to be super honest. Saturday, I felt like I was a zombie walking around. I was (laughs) so dang depressed. And I think we all felt that way. Um, But like what you're saying is Utah fans for as depressed and down as I was, the players, the coaches – and I'll say this, the players' family members guarantee you they were a hundred times worse off than we were. Because we're fans. We sit in the stands, we sit on our couches and we watch these guys and man, we criticize them. And they're the ones actually playing it and living it and putting in the time. Think how many hours these guys put in and their families. I mean, the coaches' families. Hats off to them because the coaches are gone all the time and they're putting in so much effort and so much time. And so for us (laughs) 
to say, well, why didn't they win for us? You know, and it's all, it's not about us. It's about them. And like you said, it just wasn't our day for whatever reason. It just wasn't clicking. It wasn't our day. And I do think right now it feels like it's tainting the season a little bit, but I think as time's going to pass, I'm going to feel better. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll be able to look at the season as a whole and not just on this one game. Well, Fair enough. The, yeah, that's the key. And, and Where are you at, James? What do you think? I'm the same way. I mean, it was a phenomenal season. I try to look back, and it's it's really hard because that's obviously the most fresh thing in your mind, right? I mean, you had all these high expectations, and I, th- I thought we were going to kill them. Honestly, I, I thought there was no way we were going to lose that game. It was – I thought this team, the leadership, the coaching – it's just it's it's right there. There's just no way we're gonna lose to these guys. And, and then the game gets going, and they look and it looks like crap. I don't know what was going on. Like you said, some some gays you just don't have it. The other thing that I think a lot of people overlooked: Oregon's a really good football team. I yeah. mean, we weren't playing UCLA there. Oregon is a really good football team with NFL talent all over the place. Their D line is freaking good. Their O line is freaking good. They got skill pos- position guys all over. So it's they're a really good team. It didn't it didn't happen. It sucks, but I'm trying to look big picture. <laughs> it's really it's so much easier said than done. Oh yeah. I mean, I had my freaking flights laid out. I knew what I was doing. I was ready to go. All I had to do was hit hit go, buying tickets to Atlanta. It was I was ready. Well, didn't we've had someone post and say they had booked flights? Yeah, somebody booked flights. I'm sure they hopefully get your your money back. I hope it was refundable. You know, and the other thing that really sucks is leading up to that point, you know, there were every week there was, okay, this has got to happen, this has got to happen, this has got to happen. And every week those things were happening. You know, I mean, this team's got to lose and this team's got to win. Boom, that happens. Alabama's got to lose, they lose. Mm -hmm. Georgia lost the day after us. So Mm -hmm. everything laid itself out in front of us and then we just didn't get it done. So... Yeah, I'm kind of going through the stages of <laughs> depression. It's grief right now. I, I'm coming to acceptance, and no. then every now and then I, I fall back into the crying aspect of it. So here's just a reminder. Of course, eleven and two, as I mentioned. Hopefully, twelve and we're going to go twelve Man, and two I, when we hit to te- when we when we play Texas. But just for to to remember a few things, just the just a few things. Uh, points per game this year for Utah: thirty-four opponent. 13. Um, we average per game rushing to 207 uh, and limited the opponent to 70. Now, this includes the Oregon game, by the way. Um, passing yardage, average per game, Utah averaged 235 yards a game, limiting the opponent to 185 a game. Total offense, we averaged, averaged 442, our opponent. 256. Um, our third down conversion rate, it's, it's a stat out there we never really think much about, but this year we were pretty dang good at it. We were uh, 47%. Which is an important, it's a, that's a really it's important an, stat. An important stat. So, and then there's a bunch of other stuff I could go down and, and look at, but just a few things. To, uh, that's where we were. Moss. Moss averaged 113 yards a game rushing. And he was out of halftime in a bunch of those games, too. Right. So it <laughs> yeah. could have gone a lot higher than that. He, I think he had total 17 touchdowns this year. I think 15. I don't know what it was. Of course, majority were rushing, but he got some a few uh, on the pass. Huntley, he was 
top of the nation QBR the whole the whole season. He averaged 228 yards a game. Well, and let's not forget before you go off of Moss, how many freaking oh, records yeah. he broke this yeah. year? We, we every week witnessed this all yeah. year. Yeah, you witnessed history this entire year watching him play. Fantastic. You can't just dump it in the garbage. Yeah. Uh, and then I would just say this about, so total tackles this year, who led the team in total tackles, was Devin Lloyd, who was not even supposed to be He wasn't even supposed to start this year. He <laughs> ended up with a, with a total of 85 tackles, 43 solo, 42 assists. Congratulations to Devin Lloyd. Uh, Bernard... Francis Bernard, he ended up second with 83 total tackles. Terrell Burgess, he ended up with 75 tackles. He had 47 solo tackles, which led the team. Yeah. Um, then Julian Blackman, and after him, Guidry. Probably don't, don't realize that. So, you know, and our hearts go out for... Julian Blackman yeah, too. Man, so bad. What do we guy. heard? What do we heard? Anything? It's a Nothing. Knee. It's a knee. Not anything. He won't play. He won't play in the bowl game. It, he's done. I hope. But anyway, even if he's great season, man. Yeah. Great well, season. and a couple of things that bug me. I'll just say this: is I saw on Twitter, like I don't know, the day after somebody was kind of taunting and said, hashtag Huntley for Heisman. Oh, I, are we not doing that anymore? I saw that. Yeah. So you guys me, like that or dicks? It bugs me, and it goes. You're going to let one game define the dude's entire freaking season? Did he play tremendous? No. He had some really good plays. He, there were other times he didn't look good. First of all, it's really hard to play quarterback when by the time you get the ball in your hand, <laughs> there's two dudes in your lap. So that yeah. that really doesn't lend itself to playing good at quarterback. But you're, you're, you're looking at this at such a small level of going, we suck this one game. It, it's going to ruin and taint your entire season. That's stupid. Okay. It's stupid. And then the other thing that I keep hearing mostly from outside people is Utah was a fraud and they didn't play anybody. Bull crap. Utah, that's not our fault. <laughs> uh, whose fault I is that? I don't agree with that. And whose fault is that if we didn't, quote unquote, play anybody? We First did, of all, that's, that's, I, I don't agree. buy into that. because yeah, I don't either. But it's not our fault if the other teams in our conference aren't up to par. That's their problem. That's not our problem. We do our business. Yeah, I... Because Who again, says they're not up to... See, that's it, my that, point. That's what I was just going to say is we talked about this last week in the stupid rankings and the committee, or maybe it was two weeks ago. It's all subjective to yeah. a bunch of guys that sit around in a room. And, we and all, women. <laughs> there's women, Bryn. Okay. And <laughs> there's the bias. There's the SEC bias. They're not going to have Pac-12 teams ranked high. They're just not. They're just not. Unless we push the system and prove that we can win, 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 win. Which is what we did this year, but even didn't even matter though. These other Pac-12 teams were not ranked as high because the people in that room didn't put them there. Well, and Utah, look, let's be real. Utah could have gone into that game and been eleven and zero, and it wouldn't have twelve and zero. Whatever it would have been, we still probably would have been fifth in the country. Yeah, uh, honestly, I mean, I don't. Uh, they wouldn't have put us ahead of LSU, Clemson, Ohio State, and they probably would have had us behind George anyway. Mm. I don't know. We're I mean, not you know. don't know. We don't know. But uh, yeah, that that argument of you didn't play anybody. I mean, and the funny thing is, that other is, teams get better. How's that? The thing is, is most of the people saying that are <coughs> zoobies. <laughs> That's my favorite. I saw that all over freaking Twitter. Zoobies going. This is what happens if you play cupcakes all year. 
You're like, yeah, he who do you, asked. Who do you we, play? Well, you're one of those cupcakes. Oh, right. We, we, we played you guys. <laughs> oh, Zoobies. Well, let's look at a couple of things regarding the game, shall we? I mean, we all no. watched it. No. I mean, we don't have to rehash a lot of things, but just... Um, but I don't, this is something I'm not sure we recognize because we, you know, look at, the, look at the final score. But, for instance, uh, passing Herbert, 14 of 26 for 193 yards. Look, that's not... He had a, rate in a TD, and he had a rating of 128.9. So that was Herbert. Tyler Huntley, 17 for 29. 193 yards, exact amount of yards that wow. Herbert had, and two touchdowns. His rating was 123.5, so it wasn't a dumpster fire. Hmm. He, of course, <laughs> um, Herbert didn't have an interception. Huntley had the two. The one at the end of the game wasn't, you know. He was trying to do. He trying, was trying to make a play. That isn't right. that big a deal, but he threw the one in the end zone. That, that, that hurt us. But I'm just saying, look at the, the stat line. It's pretty close. Yeah. Now, um, rushing. Verdell, 18 for 208. Yeah, he killed us. Moss, 19 for 113. And this is what I want to I analyze. Is What you have to remember, though, with Verdell is, so the score is 23-15. We had the momentum. Um, I think it was a third down. We're only down by eight. We're down by down by eight. By one score. One score. Twenty three fifteen. I believe it's a third down. They hand it off to the dude, and he breaks one for seventy yards for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So seventy yards here of his two hundred eight was on that one critical play up the middle. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a. It was a third and like eight. And he, he busted he, for a touchdown. To their credit, he got a hole. We didn't gone. score after this no. either. So that that really hurt. We stopped him. I'm just, all I'm saying is so he had the 208. Remember, on this one play, 70. 70. And then of his 208, when they put the nail in the coffin, was at the end of the game. Yeah, with 50 seconds left. He ran another one it was like for another touchdown 30 for 30 won. yards. Yeah. So you have of his 208... 100 yards right up the middle, and he broke him. Now, I'm not saying he wouldn't have gained some more yardage, but you have to put it in perspective. On two plays. Two, two, two plays. plays. You know, but they had another guy gain at 27. Yeah, they rushed more on us than normal, but it, you, you got to look at that one play for 70 yards was critical. Oh, it was critical. Moss only had 113 yards rushing. I say only, <laughs> but his, yeah. his stats are a little skewed, too. He had... Two really big plays that probably accounted for 60 or 70 yards for him. He, we did not rush the ball very well this game. We, For whatever reason, we kept trying to go up the middle, and I think he only averaged about 2.3 yards a carry outside of those two big runs. So we, we couldn't really run the ball that much ourselves, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, total plays. I just find it interesting looking at these stats after watching that game and, and, and you know, looking like we're getting dominated. Yeah. Which we sort of did and the score and so forth. But total play, 67 Oregon, 64 Utah. 
Total yards, 432 Oregon, 309 Utah. Um, first downs, 19 for Oregon, 18 for Utah. Passing yards, same, exact same, which we mentioned. Here's Here, though, is one of the things, and you just referenced this, James Sachs for yards lost. Mm-hmm. We had one sack for 14 yards. One sack. And that, that and we, was the... The bad fumble, the bad snap, too, that went all the way back to yeah, like their two so yards. we didn't really even get It wasn't to even it. a sack. It was a bad play on their part. So we have mm-hmm. one statistic of a sack. They had six yeah, for 40 yards. That's the game. There's, there's the ge- There you go. You have, that's the stat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we mentioned the rushing yards and the one turnover. It's those things right there. Now, we, we took a poll. We asked the key to the game. Last week. Last week. Last week, and we yeah, talked about it. Game. And there were four criteria. Help me remember what they were. One was uh, turnovers, which it, we lost. It said that we would have yeah, no, turnovers. no turnovers. No turnovers. Moss would run for 150. Didn't get that either. Herbert, uh, 250 or less. Which he did. Herbert didn't impress me. And there was one other. Which one am I missing? We score 35 points. We score 35. And now I think if we had scored 35 points, we win. They're not scoring 37 if we get to our 35. Right. But whatever. But if you remember, when we were talking about Moss rushing for 150, it, it turned into, well, who, you know, it's the trenches. It's the line play. And so we talked a little bit about that last week. I think it was Kevin Bond who comments on Facebook occasionally for, with us. He said it's all in the trenches. Well, if you actually think, if you actually look at this game, and I'm saying defense, defense and offense, it was all the line play, and they beat us. Yeah. Yeah. Offense, their offensive line took care of our defensive Which line. Is crazy That's the fact to me. And yeah. our offensive line, by the fact we had six sacks. Huntley could not settle in. It's bad. That was that. There's the to me. There's the game. It was in the trenches, which it usually is in any game, and and we have dominated this season. That that were, but that's how come we kicked. You know, we we killed everybody. I think it was someone when it was at Wit at the at the uh, presser. I can't remember which one it was, but someone said we Utah. We got out Utahed this game. Oh, and Whittingham said. Yeah, I guess that's a way to look at it. Because I mean, we dominate typically the lines of scrimmage. And in this game, we did not. They did it to us. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, that, it, that's where it was won and lost. If we've got more, if Huntley's got better protection, more time in the pocket, it's, a, it's a, in theory a different game. It is. Well, but there were so many plays where by the time he would get the ball and then get any sort of settle, he, he, it was over. Right, and... So it's their offensive line who's just so good and held our defensive line, which is insane. But then it's maybe the inexperience of our offensive line. That was so frustrating. We would just whiff on guys. And then, like, the blocked punt, for example, the, yeah, the guy just was, stood there. It, it, there was there's so many things that just in, just infuriate. <laughs> I can't I, – I, it's inexplicable to me. I can't even – Freaking. See, now talking about it. This isn't therapy. This so is, no, no we're saying, getting it all, it all out. out. But, the, but the turnovers – I don't. I do not still believe that was the difference. It was a factor. Yes, I don't think that. No, was, I agree. That wasn't the the, the difference. Um, obviously, I don't think holding Herbert to 193 yards or whatever it is. Uh, I, I don't think that was 
the difference. Now, 35, yeah, we win. I, that's, why I, that's why I actually said, if we get to 35, we're going to beat Oregon because even in this scenario, mm-hmm. even as bad as we played, if we still score 35, we win. To me, though, the, the thing with Moss, he wasn't able to rush because we, and it's just emblematic of the, the problem of the game, and it was the line play. That, it all yeah. was right there on both sides of the ball, and I got to give props to Oregon. I'm just sorry. It's, they, no, they, they did it, and we didn't. They did yeah, it. They dominated up front, and they just did both sides of the ball, man. We didn't get to, we didn't, and those two rushes again. They open those holes, and it, I don't know. <clears throat> well, here, James, here's your therapy. So we're gonna we're gonna do things a little different tonight, and we're actually gonna present the Dick Award right now. And I be- I believe you're gonna do it. So get it all out there. Get it, you know, purge it. Yeah, let's do the Dick right now. Why don't you purge it, and then you'll feel so much better. We'll see. <laughs> see how I feel after this. <laughs> I was doing okay today, and then I sat down with you guys, and Frank, here we are. So I'm just gonna start. I'm gonna start with this. I think we all know where I'm going with this. I'm just going to read a, a little rule from the rule book mm-hmm. of the NCAA, if you will. Okay. It says that no, play, no player shall target and make forcible contact with the head or neck area of a defenseless opponent with the helmet, forearm, hand, fist, elbow, or shoulder. Hmm. Okay. This foul requires that at least one or, or the or let's see. This foul requires that there be at least one indicator of target, of targeting. So I think we know where I'm going with this. I'm really, really, really tired <laughs> of every week it being the same dick. Okay, I, I could give this this freaking well, th- it could this be award every week, yeah. to the Pac-12 officiating crew every freaking week. Yeah. So we try to mix it up so that it's not stale, <laughs> but. What the hell? I'm sorry, but that there were two plays in this game that were critical plays. Okay, uh, we all know what I'm talking about. Breeze, that their safety comes in. Huntley is being tackled to the ground. His arms are tackled into him. He can't protect himself. He's being slung to the ground. Their guy comes in, and it is blatant, forceful, head-on-head collision. Both officials standing at the spot throw their flags in the air. Mm-hmm. Both of them. They go to review. The freaking commentators are going, oh, this is as, about as cut and dry as it gets when it comes to targeting. And that's Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreit, yeah, they know what by they're the doing. way. <laughs> and somehow the Pac-12 says, mm, you know, this is a, uh, a big game. This is the Pac-12 championship game. I don't think we want to kick this guy out of the game. So uh, no freaking penalty. No explanation. No. Everyone in the stadium probably didn't see it as well as people at home. Well, they didn't because I've talked to a couple people that were at the game, and they both kind of said to me, you know, what was up with the targeting? And I... We don't know. I went off on it because it was so blatant. So blatant to a, their player who ended up being the player of the game. <laughs> right. Who had a f- great game. I'm sure he's a great player. He I don't, did, I he don't really know. He picked off the ball, too. Yeah, he picked off the ball, had some big plays, some big tackles. And then later on in the game, there's another blatant targeting by their linebacker, Die, who hits Huntley square in the face mask, and they don't even review it. They don't even review it. And they're, the, the commentators, again, are going, okay, so they're reviewing. There was a, mm-hmm. a pl- something else on the play, and they're reviewing this targeting. They're showing it. Helmet straight to the face mask, which is, last time I checked, part of the head area. <laughs> okay? Comes back. Didn't even review it. I just do not understand the Pac-12 officiating. I don't get it. Every week I go, 
I think I got this figured out. I think I know what targeting is. I think I, it's like the NFL with the catch rule a couple years ago. We didn't know what a catch was. I don't know what targeting is. And it's infuriating. I don't know that anyone knows what targeting is, but. No, we know what it is. I, well, you just read the rule. I read the freaking rule. But, we know but what, what it I'm is. what I'm saying is we've watched so many games where exactly you're going, oh, pff, for sure that guy mm-hmm. targeted and he's ejected and then the guy doesn't. Or you're watching it and going, well, that wasn't. Layton, t- and then the guy yeah. gets kicked out. So it now in the regular season, he's gone. In the, every other game that I've watched, I mean, I don't think he was trying to do it. It's just, but no. he let and he it was it was targeting. He hit him. Um, he's out of the game. It's not like I don't want, we're not trying to be homers here. That that's just why why the refs in this game are dicks. They get the <laughs> dick award is because. That is that wasn't even close. Not even close. It was helmet to helmet on a defensive player going down. And I'm sorry, you know, he's going down. You, you have to take that into account when you come full speed and duck your head. Yeah, the onus is on it, the defensive player. It was, in that it was targeting. I don't. I you know. I there's no way of knowing if it came from on high. I don't. I don't think so. I just think the uh, ref screwed up, and I don't know why they didn't. That one was more. Significant than the later one in the game. I agree. Because this was the whole freaking game, and the guy who ended up being, like you said, the player of the game should not even have been in the game. So, for just swallowing the whistle, when we've seen it for the last how many years, targeting... Well, and like, yeah, Marquise Blair gets kicked out of the game for meeting a running back in the hole two years ago against Washington or last year or whatever. And it was two guys trying to make a tackle, and he's gone. And then this one... Huntley is completely going to the ground. There's no reason to even hit the guy. Right. That's where it it really surprised me that he didn't get called for targeting or ejected for targeting because Huntley was already wrapped up and tackled. He's going down. So it was absolutely a personal foul because he's already being tackled. So he the guy had no reason to run in and tackle him, which he did with his helmet and hit Huntley. Before I couldn't remember who the first targeting was against, and it was Huntley both times. Both times. He got hit straight in the head twice in that game, and I'm sorry, but that that has to have an effect on him. And I thought we were supposed to protect quarterbacks. That's the other thing that's strange is it was against our quarterback every time. Usually usually with quarterbacks, they're even more above and beyond. I mean, you touch a finger to the guy's face mask, and the ball's been gone for a quarter of a second, and you're out of the game. This is... So they get the dick award. They get the yeah. dick award. And I could I go off on this all day. And I, yeah, like I said, every week there's some there's something about their freaking officiating. I don't know what it is, but it is ridiculous. And it goes across not just the Utah games. It's every Pac-12 game I watch. There's a, there's a call or two that you're like, do these guys know football? <laughs> I don't know. But I'm gonna I'm gonna you know from. I don't know what you're thinking, but I'm still uh, what I'm not saying though is that we lost the game because of these. No, no I'm no, not no, saying no, 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 that. No. I'm not saying that at all. I'm, I'm just, just saying, saying there was are, a dick call. It's a dick call. You got to make the call. It, it, could it have affected the game? Sure, it could have. It could have. But, it but we don't. We'll never know. It's just ridiculous that make the call. Make the fifteen call. yards, and the guy's out of the, the game. The guy's out of the game. It's not tough. You should have looked at it and gone, "Oh gosh, yeah, he's out." So, you, Gary, you think it's because it was the championship game? The I game? don't. I'm not saying that. I will say it. He's I saying think it. So. I have no idea. I what's genuinely. Going on. Well, but you said you think during the regular season that would have been he would have been ejected. Yeah, well, by experience over the years, <laughs> I think so. We've had enough guys ejected. Yeah, Blair, 
Hanson well, we got a, ejected. Remember, we've had Lecky, a ton. I think it was was it Lecky photo last year that yeah, that's, grazed Browning on the head yeah. and he, he was gone. And he no, was I, gone. He, he was just making a tackle. Yeah. So it, it was. I didn't think there was a question about it. I mean, I, I I get it. I don't think the guy was trying to do it. No, but no, it, it wasn't did. But it happened. But it that it doesn't say trying to. The rule is. Did what you, you read, it? and he did it. So I, I think he, I, I don't know. I don't think from on high, Larry Scott. I don't think anything like that. I don't know what happened. All I'm well, saying is they missed a call. Look, if that's if that's week three and week that's four, week call. five, and it's a regular season game, that guy's gone. I, anyway. it's they, they're sitting there going, this is the the Pac-12 championship game. We can't kick out a starter on on. We want an even game. Let's just. People will forget about it or some yeah, crap like that. I, I He's, it, it's it's ridiculous. But I think that's that's garbage because right, I can, you know. Yeah. Do you feel better? A little bit, <laughs> actually. Yeah, <laughs> got that off my chest. Well, let's get off. The, get let's, this out of our chest. Off our chest is that fine bomb. What's his stupid first name? Oh, P something with a penis. <laughs> <laughs> penis fine bomb. By the way, that was a great meme. Whoever put that in the Facebook. If you're missing that. Go to the Facebook page or our Instagram. If you need your spirits lifted. Whoever did that, I got, I'm going to give you a I'm clap. Just, the problem with that professor-looking goofball. Paul Feinbaum. Paul Feinbaum. It is with a P. Okay, whatever. The thing is, he is just the epitome of the elitist in college football. Yeah. In yeah. the way he spoke about Utah. He looked down upon Utah and... He may have been speaking of Utah in his breath there, but he was speaking about a lot of teams out west. He's speaking about the entire the West Pac-12. Yeah. He looks like, he looks on yeah. us like a bunch of crap. That little turd, he probably weighs 135 pounds. <laughs> he couldn't bench press 35 pounds, and this loser is going to analyze f- football for us. Now he's a he doesn't get the dick award, but he's a dick. Yes. He gets the looks like a dick award. Yeah, so look it up on Facebook. <laughs> It should, I mean, and it did. It kind of, it started a firestorm last week, and it really did unite. Even Utah and BYU fans were even united in that front, because you're right, he's speaking to every non-SEC school in the entire country. It was. He was looking at everybody pretty much from Oklahoma West, and I don't, and going, sorry, you... You're on that side of the country. We don't want to see any Nobody wants to see you play football. It's such BS. It's BS. So Screw you, Feinbaum. Yeah, we had to bring up Feinbaum. I know he's, he's listening. <laughs> I know. He'll, yeah, he listens. He downloads the product. He was. <laughs> so he gets the looks like a dick award. But on a fun note, how, if you have uh, the NFL Network, just today, um, I was watching an interview with former Ute, and now commentator with uh, NFL Network, Steve Smith Sr. Dude's awesome. God, I love the guy. We saw him at the Raiders game. Yeah, that was he's cool, still... Man. I'm telling you, we we did. We sat with the Raiders game. We we're about five feet from the guy. He's he. Well, how tall is he? Five eight. He looks like he could still play ball. Yeah, he's <laughs> in good shape. Thick, and he's intense. But they were interviewing him and asking him his. Pain. I only caught the tail end of it, but it was uh, it was about B- Baker Mayfield. I guess ba- Baker <laughs> Mayfield criticized the medical staff for the Browns. He said that they mistreated. Um, OBJ. OBJ. And as we're through his medical staff under the bus. Well, Which is so weird. so stupid. And so Steve Smith was just tearing him a new one. Look it up. It's pretty good. But he did, he, the one comment that he did say was, um, Baker Mayfield 
has, has more commercials than he does passing yards this year. A nice little slam on Baker. <laughs> and then he said a couple other things. It's, it's, it's worth listening to a former Ute because Baker may, Mayfield, I mean, come on. The guy's done nothing. And, and he's done nothing. Every time I turn the freaking TV on, he's on some I guess State Farm commercials. I don't it's know what so commercials. And I'm like, the guy, that's a great, I mean, he's done nothing in the league. He's on a crappy team. And and he's on more, but hey, look, yeah, senior, was, baby. If someone came great. to me and wanted to pay me a bunch of money to be in a commercial, I'd you would do, do it. it too. But <laughs> so yeah, Steve Smith. So uh, he's awesome. We're not going to talk about the Alamo Bowl tonight. No, we'll save today. that for another. We're going to talk about it, but just real quick, if you're living under a rock, Utah is <laughs> going to the Alamo Bowl. The season's not over. No. So Alamo Bowl, it's going to be on New Year's Eve. It's a 5.30 kick Utah time. 5.30 kick. Texas. First Texas. So we'll get into that at a later date. But it, that's, that's, the, that's the plan. That's great, so man. Chance to go uh, 12 and 12 and 2. Oh, which, Freaking 12 and 2. Yeah, if you'd said it, well, Golly. yeah. If someone offered you that and said, hey, you're going to have a season where you go 12 and 2. Would you like would that? Would you like that? I think we'd all Sure, say, I'd sign up. Sign up. So who, uh, we were talking earlier <clears throat> before we uh, got on air, but... So we got a commit today from where? South Carolina. South Carolina. He's yeah. a quarterback from South Carolina, so he... He was their starting quarterback. Um, I'll pull it up here. He was their starting quarterback for three seasons, I think. Before this, this young And then, young and then what happened was he got hurt first game of this year. I think he broke his leg or hurt his leg. And uh, this freshman came in and kind yeah, of... that's the guy I saw play. Kind of took his job, yeah. But so well, everything I'm I, reading is the dude, the dude can play. So he can good. throw the ball, so he's a he's more of a pocket guy than a that's than a run around kind of guy. But it's going to be great because there's going to be competition next year for the quarterback position, which is going to be awesome. I I'm going to be honest, you know, after Friday, I was just going, oh my gosh, we're losing our entire team. We're not going to ever make it back to the championship. I was spiraling. I feel this I, way every I, year. I was spiraling, yeah. you know, downward. But um, as I've been slowly looking back on Twitter. I couldn't look on Twitter on Saturday. I just couldn't. But the coaches over the weekend, you think about that. Yeah. They lost that game and over the weekend they had to go start recruiting. They were recruiting. And so put that Utah fans when you're criticizing the coaches and fire wit, blah blah blah. He is out there trying to keep building this team. And they are. The day after that heartbreaking loss. That's hard for him. That's hard for all those coaches. But they're continually out there trying to build this team, and we're getting talent. I think when we talk about Oregon, and they have talent, 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 because they're Oregon. I think Utah's coming up there. Yeah, we're not that point anymore. On that same level with Oregon, USC. I think those three teams are the best ones in the Pac-12. And I think our name this year, all that national attention – it's going to start paying off, and we're, we're already seeing it, that a bunch of guys have committed to us this year who are really good players. Yeah, this dude's a four-star recruit that started for three seasons at South Carolina, SEC freaking school. <laughs> okay, he went 19-14 and 14 as a starter. <laughs> he threw for 7,500 passing yards, 55 touchdowns, and 32 interceptions. Okay, and that's with... South Carolina And that's talent. in Feinbaum country. And that's in Feinbaum <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Feinbaum. So this dude's coming to Utah. 
It's freaking, it's great. And you're right, Brandon. It's great competition, baby. All of a sudden, I get on Twitter, and there is a pitcher, and they're, they're all freaking on the recruiting trail after just having a heartbreaking loss. So I'll say this. I put this on the Facebook page. Anybody that says fire Whittingham, <laughs> I'm kicking you out immediately. People questioned it. Here's why. Okay, this guy is the best coach in Utah football history, in my in my humble opinion. Yeah. Okay, the guy is, I understand the frustration. I get that we haven't won the Pac-12 yet, but... Ask ask Arizona fans how many times they've won the Pac-12. They've never been to the freaking Rose Bowl in 45 years. Yeah, and they've been in the league a lot longer than we have. They've been in the league for have. a while. So Whittingham is a tremendous coach. I understand everybody's got different opinions, but if your opinion's that dumb, I'm sorry, <laughs> but you are gone. We don't know. Well, it's just we don't it's the way that. they say it. You know, it's the way they, uh, the, their critique and their, their vile comments about players and coaches, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Have an opinion. I'm a, not have on, an opinion, not. but when you're talking about people's jobs and firing somebody, and, and yeah, you're attacking the players, the way that they play. <laughs> yeah, so. Well, we're, we can't leave this episode without mentioning today, Monday, Morgan Scally received. Yeah. The way they worded it was a contract amendment. They didn't really give any details. For an extension, an but extension. they didn't really say. They didn't give us any details, but basically it means he's here for the long term. For the long haul, which I am so glad to hear that because I have been worried this season that he was going to get poached somewhere. Well, yeah, I mean, the Colorado State job just came. There's a bunch of jobs that are really good, kind of lower tier to mm-hmm. get your coaching thing going. So it's it's great. He is a great coach, and it's overlooked. We just talked about it, recruiting. Oh, The dude huge. is a recruiter. So and it's I awesome. And I think we... I can't see Ludwig leaving after just this one year. Nah, he'll we be back. need no. he'll be back. We need to hold on to our coordinators for a few years to get that consistency. We do. Especially they're, that they're offensive <laughs> coordinator position because that's been so much turnover. And so I, I do feel better. It, no, we're going to be good. We've, after we flush this out, I feel better. So <laughs> it, just in conclusion, <laughs> should we say just in conclusion? Yes. Okay. I hope just come back away from the edge, everybody. Come back. I'm back. Come back off the edge. Yes, there's some pain, but <laughs> hey. Isn't it supposed to be fun? This is fun. We, got, we <laughs> have sucks. had I a hate great a team, fan. Some, some great coaches, some great players. We've seen some. This has been a great season. Uh, amazing just, things. Just, I'm just, I've had fun. I drove by uh, Rice Eccles today, uh, looked over there. Yeah, I mean. He's still painting from the game, but I looked over there. It just reminded me of just a week ago, a couple <laughs> weeks ago, and on and on about all the fun and excitement and success and all that went on in that stadium. Yeah, this is hard. It's hard because of what we had before us. But, man, we've had a wonderful season. And, uh, you know, we've been lucky to watch these student athletes play and do so much good and bring some great success. So, you know, my hat's off is off to them and I appreciate it. We've said, you know, when we joined the Pac-12 years ago and people would always say, well, wouldn't you rather just be in the Mountain West? No, and, no, freaking and, heck no. And be the number one team and beat everybody. And we all said, absolutely not. I want to play Washington. I want to play Oregon freaking every year. I want to play UCLA and USC. And look at what has done for our program. Back to back, South Champ. Right. Unfortunately, we've lost back-to-back in the championship game. But as I just reiterate, 
even beyond that, that we were on the precipice. In fact, if we do win, we're in the final four. That is advancement. Who wants right. to be... It must be Boise State. Stuck in Wyoming. You have to have, you have, to have a blue turf to feel relevant. <laughs> Screw that. I want to be relevant on a national stage. No, for I mean, so there's really good things to look forward to. We've continued to develop, and we continue to increase. We have great players. We're going to continue to get great players. I still think the future is going to, is going to be great for us. Um, sad. But been a good season for me. Yeah, great, great season. season. A lot of fun. So good memories. I'm gonna leave with just one ask. If you'll go, I don't know where you listen to the uh, the podcast. Probably on either Google Play or Apple's iTunes. If you'll go and give a uh, rating, that'd be great. Yeah, well, we'd appreciate that. We've, we've had one, maybe uh, a good one, please. Maybe a good one. We've got we had one guy. I'll call you out, Team <laughs> Matt T. <laughs> that whoever whoever Team Matt T is. He, Dick. he I think he likes the podcast, but he doesn't like the fact that I voted for for Trump. <laughs> Not not sure why that has anything to do with the the, the, the Utah football fans podcast, but I'm just saying, if we uh, never said anything, so I don't know I don't sure know where it came from. Give us a review. Give us a review. Give us a, a rating. Give us a comment. Yeah, yeah subscribe to great. us. We yeah, we, we appreciate it. Messages. Well, Get in touch with us. Heckle Gary. So anyway, <laughs> heckle you. I hope you all feel better. <laughs> I feel better. I. I do feel more positive today than Absolutely. I did. So uh, the future is bright, and we're gonna. We got need another to, game. Yeah, we gotta we got get another up, game. Get it up. There's another get game up for another game. We got oh, another yeah. game. That's, I'm we got stuff to, to say, stuff to do. Utes, go Utes, huh? Go Utes.